Welcome to episode 18 of Our Lincoln. This episode is sponsored by City X. Visit Lincoln, Stokes Tea and Coffee and the White Hart Hotel. I'm joined today by Ryan Lovett, the founder and chair of Clean Lincoln Everywhere and Now and TEDx speaker. We'll come on to that later on. But for now, Ryan, thanks very much for coming on. No, thank you. It's How you doing? You're right. Yeah, good. very well, thanks. Excellent. You. Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Um, so, first of all, talk to us a little bit about Clean Lincoln Everywhere and Now. Tell us what it is and we'll, and we'll go from there. Brilliant. So um, Clean Lincoln Everywhere now is uh, an environmental scheme where we can loan out litter equipment to anybody that wants to use it wherever, whenever, totally for free. Yeah. And it came about for about two years ago now when um, I noticed that there was a serious problem with litter along uh, specifically the motorways at the time yeah. and the dual carriageways. And uh, I thought, well, surely there's something that I can do about that. Uh-huh. So I had a look around for litter picking groups that already existed. I yeah. knew litter picking was a thing. Yeah. Um, more so because it was a punishment at school. <laughs> 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 Which I'll get onto that hopefully yeah. in a bit. Um, cool. And I looked at these groups to see when I could pitch in and mm-hmm. you know, give give an hour of my time just to just to help. Yeah. But that's where I came face to face with the first problems. Yeah. Which was availability. Yeah. Um, there was two or three groups that existed in Lincoln at the time and they always met on the same day uh, of the week, on yeah. the same date of the month uh-huh. and usually in the same location. I was going to say probably in the same place all the time. Yeah, yeah, which is great for the group because that obviously has reliability and um, those, obviously, those areas obviously need it. Uh-huh. But for somebody such as myself who works away all the time, yeah. um, that was a problem. Uh-huh. And it annoyed me that there wasn't really anything else in place to, yeah. for, for people such as myself. So I knew an opportunity was coming up where um, you can pitch an idea mm-hmm. and potentially win some money to, to start that. Yeah. And I thought, well, why don't, why don't I put a pitch forward? Yeah. You know, so I, uh, I wrote down this idea uh-huh. um, about delivering litter pick equipment to people online for free. Yeah. So I had, the, I had the nutshell of the idea there, uh-huh. uh, I submitted it and uh, it got accepted. So I thought, right, well, this thing's really gaining traction. You yeah. know, that, that was my first kind of uh, notification that, okay, this might be a good idea because yeah. I didn't just get poo-pooed. <laughs> like, right, what are you doing? That's yeah. a stupid idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went, uh, I went through this, uh, this process called uh, The Big Soup. Which okay. is run by uh, a group called Compassionate Lincoln. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know about them. Yeah, yeah, you should be involved with them, and um, you get five minutes to say a pitch, uh-huh. and you answer questions from the audience after you've said your pitch. Okay. And there's three pitches. Once everybody's had their say, uh-huh. um, you break and have soup yeah. and discuss nice. about the ideas. Yeah, and the soup's always great from. Um, uh, the cafe just down the bottom. Oh, of the is it Mint Lane Cafe? Not Mint no. Lane. Uh, cafe Shanty. Oh, oh it. I love it there. Oh, yeah. amazing yeah. soup. Yeah. It's worth going just for that. Yeah. Yeah, at least you know. Um, and yeah, so that, I went through this process, and uh, I came. I came third. Out right. of out yeah. of three. <laughs> 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 Which you know, who, well, that might say. Bronze medal position, mate. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Still, still a medal. Yeah. So I don't mind. Um, because where, where I really got value from that event was just 
putting it out there yeah. into the public domain as an idea uh-huh. and people coming to me with feedback yeah. and they were saying things that they thought were great about the idea about catering for people who can't make the events uh-huh. but want to help yeah. but they were also suggesting improvements such as um, pointing out that because I work away a lot uh-huh. it would have been difficult for me to deliver the equipment to a lot of people yeah. so why don't you put centralised positions in accessible locations yeah. where people can actually access that equipment? Mm-hmm. And that was after some thought. I, did, well, I must admit, when I first heard that idea myself, yeah. I did think, how's that going to work? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to get so many people on board with that and who's going to monitor the equipment? Uh-huh. You know, but no, it, um, after some thought, yeah, I did think, no, that's a really good idea, that. So I moved forward with still... The idea of potentially delivering equipment, but uh-huh. also having these hubs set up. Yeah. Um, and through now having that sense of direction and people, you know, kind of reaffirming that it was a worthwhile idea. Yeah. It gave me that confidence to actually pursue it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, here I am to almost two years later, coming up in about March time, uh-huh. with uh, three hubs set up around Lincoln. Yeah. And... Um, two that are definitely earmarked and will be happening within in the future. About, yeah. yeah, very close future. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, what was the next step then from going from that initial event to getting to where you are now? With because obviously it, this isn't your job, is it? It's not your full time oh, job. No. This is a like a voluntary thing that you do, and yeah, and it's a great thing for the community. So, what did what did you have to do from going from that pitch to get to where you are now? Because you've got obviously you've got a brand now, and you've got the hubs, yeah, the the things out in the community already. So, what? How did you go about getting it set up? It was uh, to be, it was a lot of winging it to yeah. begin with, almost a bit. But what I kind of did was um, find somewhere where I thought would work well yeah. with with the idea of having a hub, uh-huh. and then I just literally walked in there and just had to speak to the manager, and then just pitched it to him as an idea, mm-hmm. and that was at the uh, NK One NK Sports Centre. Oh yeah, yeah. Where I used to go to school. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had a bit of you know, like personal grit to it uh-huh. as well. Um, and the actual, the actual time span from having that conversation to getting the hub launched, it was about six months. Wow. It took a long time. Yeah. And I was still, uh, you know, interacting with the Facebook page with people mm-hmm. and uh, I had a couple, of, a couple of schools use the equipment that I was delivering to them at the yeah. time because there was no hub. Mm-hmm. Um, so through that process of working with people, without the hubs yeah. to then getting that first hub set up through uh, talking with the, the, the staff at NK. Yeah. It was just that slow process of building it, learning from, you know, I probably, that's probably a rubbish service to begin with because <laughs> yeah. I forget about things yeah. and um, I didn't, I didn't utilise my calendar and my phone so that used to trip me up. Yeah. Um, and it was just this, it was just this process of being okay with making mistakes yeah sure and just trying things I guess mm-hmm. um, and always looking at ways that we could potentially um, find information and when yeah. I say we I meant just me at that just time you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, finding advice and asking people for what they think would, would be a better system of doing mm-hmm. it and just allowing that to come into the system and, and prove it. So you've got the one at NK at the moment. Where yeah. are the other ones that you're looking at getting set up? We've got, we got three currently. Yep. Yeah, so three. where are the three of them at the moment? So, yeah, one at NK, um, another one at the Sinsel Bank Football Stadium. Yeah. And it's just had recently a 
graffiti project on it as well. So yeah, right. it looks glamorous. Yeah, it looks okay. awesome. Cool. <laughs> Down with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said that. It's so cringy, but I did. So I'm going to go with it. But um, the third hub is at the um, Lindis Retail Park, McDonald's, okay. on Road, yeah. which is a really interesting park because people are normally like, what, McDonald's is getting involved? Yeah. And I think, yeah, absolutely, that's brilliant. You know, the, um, the franchisee, uh, James Thompson, when, when um, we had that conversation about setting a hub up there, he's, he's so keen for it because he's just as bothered yeah. as other people about yeah. litter. So it's brilliant to have somebody like that on board. That's fantastic. And you often find actually around uh, McDonald's the car parks around them and, and do end up being sort of like uh, totally trashed with their sort of takeaway stuff. They can do. So, yeah. yeah. So it's really good that somebody's taking ownership of that and, 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 and doing what you do. So what's involved in the in the kit? So it's uh, you go and you get a is it you get a code to get the equipment out of a locker or how does it work? Yep, so uh, through contacting us um, and there, there's a few steps before that yeah. we'll offer them information and advice on setting an, uh, an event up, which would include rallying volunteers, things to think about health and safety wise, because you've got your risk assessments, which are always, um, uh, we, we think it's kind of mandatory to have in place. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's up to the person who's doing the event, but you know, you want that in place. Yeah, of course. Um, then a safety briefing talk, you know, yeah. can, um, make sure that they're aware that that's a good thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then the number one key thing really is a waste management plan as well. Right. And what are you going to do with the litter that you've picked? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you can check this. You can actually be done for flag tipping if you if you um, collect a load of waste uh-huh. after your litter pick. Yeah. And you put it by a, a public bin. Yeah. Or or just leave it somewhere. Uh, maybe even if you've got a waste management plan in place where it's mm. going to be in two days time. You can potentially be done and, and fine for fly tipping for leaving it there. Oh my goodness! I know, yeah. yeah. So you're doing There's this a lot great more thing. to it then. You think then? Yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. There really is. So um, you need to just make sure that all those things are in place first. Um, then they will uh, get the access code to the padlock, yeah. and that's then Fantastic. their access and to, what, the, to the. And uh, what equipment is in the in the locker when they go and get it? So you've got the um, litter hoops, yeah. which is just your format of, yeah, exactly, yeah. holding the bin bag in a, in a supportive way so you're not pulling holes yeah. in it and then yeah. spreading yeah. the litter yeah. everywhere. You have the litter picker itself, mm-hmm. um, the high-vis jacket, yeah. the gloves, uh-huh. bags, yeah. and also your antibacterial gel. Brilliant. And a glass bucket as yeah. well with a dustpan and brush. So you've got everything really that you'd need and what you want to use from that is, is completely up to you. Mm-hmm. But we try to, we try to think of everything that, that might need and uh, we can put as many kits as people really want in there up to, I think we have about 45 kits at the minute. Yeah. Hopefully you're obviously looking to expand more kits as we go along with yeah. more funding that we'll hopefully get. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just about offering Everything that they might have to think about and all the safety side to it. Yeah. Because uh, believe it, believe it or not, litter picking is quite an adrenaline sport. Oh really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it does have its risks. It yeah. does have its risks. So it's good to cater for all them. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing actually to see something because obviously this the idea came about from when from your job, didn't it? You were out and about and you, yeah. and you were noticing these uh, places that needed this sort of uh, service to be available. It's amazing to see it kind of grow. And it's not just you now, is it? You've got a group of people involved. I do, yes. Yeah. So we've got a uh, constituted group with uh, Barbara Gooding and K. 
Kevin Elliott, to people who are just f- uh, fanatical about the environment because they've been they they've got their own litter pick groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Bobby's been litter pick in the Sinsel Bank area for years now. Has really quite a big following there. Yeah. So she's got a lot of knowledge, and really helped me at the beginning to set up. Um, the Central Bank Hub and mm-hmm. uh, information on the NK Hub as well, and Elliot, he, uh, Elliot Kevin, Elliot, he um he made his group the same time as as Clean Ready because he contacted and uh, I encouraged him to set up a group in his area, which is yeah. the South Common. Mm-hmm. He's done amazing work there himself. So the you know we all have our own different strengths and our own um, focuses, mm-hmm. where I thought, well, these people. Brilliant, you know, yeah. let's pull them into one yeah. and use their information and their yeah. knowledge to, to make it accessible to everybody. Yeah. So the, the, the three musketeers yeah. are uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to, to... In high-vis vests. In high-vis vests, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The three blinding musketeers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, we're a, we're a good team and uh, it's, just, it's just about that shared caring for the environment. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, it's very topical at the moment, isn't it? About, Absolutely. Uh, about reducing waste and, and being sort of environmentally conscious and focusing on sustainability. So it's amazing to see someone giving up their time to improve the city's uh, sort of environmental consciousness, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, people that want to get involved, what's the best way for them to either become a member of the group or I know that you're keen to talk to people that want to maybe host some equipment as well so if people want to get involved what's the best way for them to do that? Like I said there's, there's so many different ways people can get involved <clears throat> we can either signpost people to group events that already exist little mm-hmm. pick events if they just want to just join the picks yeah. or there's a whole other side where because we are a like, small not-for-profit um, constituted group we're always looking for support and people that may be able to have skills where they can help us reach more people uh-huh. um, with marketing, yeah. with uh, Facebook presence, which yeah. I suppose you class as marketing as well, but also looking after equipment. And if they see a need in their area where they live or where mm-hmm. they work or anywhere where it could really benefit from a hub, yeah. get in contact with us and we'll, we'll help you set that up and help you walk through, you know, step through the whole process yeah. of what that includes and then they could even adopt their own hub themselves and have yeah. that in our network of, of clean hubs. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think, you know, we've spoken about in the past about maybe setting one up where yes, we're yeah. moving house soon and into the village where we're moving to get one set up there. Mm. I think it's a really great way of um, also getting communities together and taking ownership of their spaces. Definitely. And, and uh, it's going to be a benefit to everyone in it, so it'd be, it'd be great to see people getting on board with that. Mm. Um, we first met at the uh, TEDx event back in September, didn't we? We did. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, and you, you sort of presented this idea and concept there, didn't you? So I wanted to just kind of uh, have a chat about how you found that whole experience and how it came about as well, um, and, and just, yeah, see what your thoughts are on that whole TEDx process. And, yeah. Well, how, so how, first of all, how, how, did, uh, how did it come about that you that you found out about auditioning and then and what was the idea behind behind doing it so for anybody who's a TEDx fan or, or been watching TEDx videos being involved in it is just as good as what you imagine it to be yeah. it's, it's, it's a magical informational journey of meeting these amazing people um, and as of maybe three or four years ago that's when I started watching TED Talks mm-hmm. and seeing this um, wealth of videos, this library of people who have 
amazing initiatives and, and maybe even the just ideas at that stage yeah. and then just bringing it out to the public domain and I thought I'd love to be able to do one of them one day you know to be able to contribute something that would be yeah. amazing yeah. then when I saw that TEDx Brayford Paul existed um, I applied two, two years ago to uh-huh. do um, a, a talk at the TEDx Youth right I didn't get to do the talk, but they contacted me and said, would you like to run a workshop? Mm-hmm. Because um, I was going to do it on mindfulness and uh, like breathing and meditation, yeah. which is a whole different conversation. Yeah. Get me on the podcast again, I'll yeah, talk about yeah. that in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I ended up running a, uh, a workshop on that to do with different, different techniques of, of meditation, really. Yeah. Um, that was my initial intro to, to the TEDx family of Lincoln mm-hmm. and then through being in the loop and keeping, keeping a keen eye on future events yeah. when I knew that the TEDx Brayford Pool the, like the main event was having uh, the application yeah, set like auditions and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I was like please let yeah. this be yeah. the time and yeah. I've actually got a real thing with sustenance now with, with clean and, uh, and I'd love to be able to give a talk on um the actual process of why clean is hopefully going to be a great asset to Lincoln. Yeah. So I um, applied for the... They did, a, they, did, they did a thing called TEDx Demo. Okay. Which uh, I think they actually got told off for that because right. <laughs> by te- they're really strict on the rules of yeah. how they actually go about um, the whole process of TED and yeah. even to do with like branding and stuff for, for okay. the people outside TED. Um, but it was, a, it was an amazing event because... It was an opportunity to pitch your idea of your talk yeah. in front of possibly about 40 or 50 people. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was voted through by a panel of who would be the 12 selected out of 20 people doing that uh, process of the TEDx yeah. demo. Yeah. I think there was about, I could be wrong, about 50 or 60 people who applied to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was already really humbled to, to have got to that stage. Yeah. And I can remember um, uh, doing the pitch and just thinking, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> what is it going to be like in front of more people? <laughs> but um, no, it's really, really, really fun experience and got through that stage. And that was a whole other whirlwind of, of mini celebrations yeah. of, wow, this is just, this is happening now. This yeah. is actually happening. And how TEDx Brayford Pool go from that event then to being confirmed you're a speaker mm-hmm. to then the actual stage, being on the stage on the day. Yeah. They have workshops and um, intermittent, well, workshops, I guess, where you go there and they mentor you, they yeah. give you advice and a bit of a structure to your speech. Uh-huh. And that's so, I think that's such a critically important thing that they do and, it's, and they do it really well yeah. because... I dread to think what my <laughs> what my talk would have been like yeah. if that didn't Without exist. That structure, I think. Yeah. 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 So I'm so thankful for the hard work on that, um, and also you get to meet all the other speakers as yeah. well, and you progress through with them, and you and you get like this trauma bond because it's, <laughs> it's such a stressful yet exciting and exhilarating and stressful yeah. <laughs> experience. Really, you really key focus on the stressful. Stressful, yeah. 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 But. Um, it's only as stressful as you make it, really. I'm very much normally a last-minute person, mm. hence the winging it. <laughs> yeah, that seems yeah, to be yeah. a common trend in my life, which I'm trying to change. But 
going from each workshop to each workshop and seeing your script develop yeah and seeing everybody else develop and that's yeah. that in itself is motivating yeah it's um it's a it's how many how many months was it i'm trying to think how many months it was from i think it was about six months okay wow yeah, yeah so a long process yeah, yeah. but went like that just yeah. went like a flash of light and yeah. before you knew it we were there on stage. On the yeah. Yeah. And how was the? Because um, obviously you've gone through all the training stuff, but actually, once you actually on stage delivering the talk, how was it? Because um, I was in the audience. Um, yeah. It's obviously how we met. Um, and from my perspective, you did a great job. And uh, oh, you know, you. I'm, you know, I love the whole concept of clean, and and that's why we're doing this now. So, but from your perspective, being on stage and delivering this talk about the thing that you're already passionate about, which is mm-hmm. the clean link and everywhere and now. How did it go from your perspective? What was it? What was it like to actually be delivering that talk? A true gift. Yeah. It was just that you were given this moment in time that you could just talk about something that you're really passionate about yeah. with an audience that wants the best for you, because you find that with the whole TEDx branding, people are normally really passionate about it. That they're the sort of people that love sharing ideas, uh-huh. and you know that you've got them all in one room. Yeah. That you can talk to them yeah. on that platform. Uh, but I'm trying to I'm thinking back to it and it's getting nerves in my yeah. stomach again it's like ooh but the actual beginning of that day I woke up early because I, I had no choice about it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my brain uh, yeah. waking me up and when we arrived there when we actually uh, saw the set properly how it was going to be it was weirdly actually relaxing because uh-huh. it's like you do put you you knew you'd put all that time and effort in mm-hmm. and you'd rehearsed it time and time and time again and perfect, you know, try to perfect it a bit more each time, a bit yeah. more each time. That, that, that actually was really quite the first experience for me in my life where I had put that much hard work into it's something. something. Yeah. So I felt quietly confident. Yeah. Yeah. Can you swear on this? <laughs> I'd rather you didn't, but you can if you want. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, I won't then. Yeah. Very, very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Very nervous. Yeah. Um, that's how much emotion's in it. It just, yeah, you know, I'd stop myself there. Yeah. I was, I was uh, extremely nervous. Yeah. And when I knew that my section was coming up next while I was in that um, uh, sec- group of speakers, I, yeah. I, believe, I think I was the fifth speaker, so I was the right. last one in that section. Yeah. So I had to stand there on the in stairs, the wings, in the wings, <laughs> seeing everybody nail it, yeah. and thinking, my time's coming, my time's yeah. coming. And I don't know whether you, you remember, but Richard, uh, one of the hosts, yeah. commented on, you know, you me, my behaviour, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. called me Tigger, yeah. because the energy, I, I, I felt um, something I've never felt before, it was like a complete pure mix of adrenaline, excitement, um, and a strong desire for it to go well. Yeah. That when when it was my time to go out, it felt like all I could focus on was just trying to give a good talk. Yeah, sure. But in in, in like a positive mind frame. Yeah. And that was new to me as well. Yeah. So it was a an amazing experience, an absolutely amazing experience. After I'd done my talk, I was oh, it wrote me off like yeah, two days. Really tired after. Really it, tired. Yeah, yeah because it was draining. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, um, anybody who's thinking about doing it should absolutely 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about auditioning myself as well, actually, next year, because obviously we've got the Man Cave Monday event that we do now, talking about the sort of raising issues around men's mental health and things like that, and I'd quite like to kind of share that idea with people, so that might be something that I look to do next year. But I'd encourage people either if they want to do, do a talk or just go to the event, because it was the first one I'd been to, Yeah, and I've actually become friends with an awful people that I met there, you know, lots exactly. of speakers I've met up with since and things like that, and uh, Katie and Richard do host it as well. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic event, isn't it? And it's it is. Really, um, you should so do it. You really yeah. should. I bet. Honestly, you should do it. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. So yeah. I don't know when the auditions are, but we'll we'll give it a go. Mm. Um, so let's let's bring it around and talk a little bit about uh, more about Lincoln as city itself. Obviously, you know your your project Clean is all about kind of uh, contributing to the city and the environment here and making it a better place for everyone to live and work. Um, so what are the things about Lincoln that you look? So you're from are you from Lincoln originally? Yeah, yeah, you are. So um, what are the things that make you want to sort of live and work here and stay and stay here not choose to move elsewhere um I, I did have a funny relationship with that concept actually because for many years i did want to move far away actually mm-hmm. I, you know i wanted to either go live in the south of spain or new zealand and all these crazy ideas yeah you know um but i knew that it was either going to be a or b a stay in lincoln and make you know make use of the networks and the friendships and the families yeah. that you've built up just through existing yeah or move to the other side yeah. of the world but <laughs> it wasn't like a cynical thing no. it was just that idea of adventure yeah of course yeah. you know um, but it really was that kind of polar decision of it would be one or the other because I absolutely love Lincoln it's got so many things to offer mm-hmm. in such a small space really we're a small city yeah that when you know all the quirky things that go on here and the interesting people and the, yeah. and the ways that you can get involved the amount of opportunities I hear, um, it's it's very gripping, and mm. it it really does make me want to stick here. And, and uh, I believe that I've got some momentum going with the different things that I'm doing, um, and that again is something that I'm really uh, pleased about yeah. and and proud of as yeah. well. Yeah. So knowing that that exists, and knowing that things like this exist, mm-hmm. like the podcasts and stuff, that, that exposes things with, that are great in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And how can you not? How can you not love Lincoln? Yeah, huh? so yeah, I totally agree with you there. So um, let's talk about some of, the, some of the things that you love to do in the city then, because you mentioned there about some of the hidden gems and things like that. So yeah. are there any sort of like favourite events? We talked about TEDx obviously being one of your favourite events and that, but are there any like events or like uh, things that go on throughout the city that are your kind of like key things you like to go and check out? Well... When, uh, when I used to be involved in Compassionate Lincoln, mm-hmm. that really gave me the first insight into what does go on in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, and that also introduced other people which uh, gave me ideas about stuff that also go on in Lincoln to do with. Um, now, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to this, but I love philosophy. Okay, right. There's yeah, actually quite yeah. a big philosophy scene yeah. in Lincoln. Is there really? There is. Yeah, yeah like the philosophy salon. Uh, I th- uh, there's two, I think there's two philosophy salons. There's, uh, um, well, I know there is, but I don't know if that's what they're both called. Yeah. Um, there's one at the Drill Hall, uh-huh. and there's one that invites speakers to come and people right. ask questions and stuff, and I absolutely love going right. to them. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. the Cardinal's Heart. Is that just before the straight? Is that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I used to really look forward to going to them. Uh-huh. Um, now I am a big cinema fan as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I love going to the Odeon yeah. and having that experience. Uh-huh. Uh, which there's a new cinema 
coming yes, in. Yes, right? uh, it's going to be an Everyman cinema, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Down in Cornhill area, which is going to be cool. It's a bit more, a bit different format. I think it's like you have like sofas and I've heard service that. during the film and stuff, which would be quite cool. So. That's going to be really quirky, yeah. so I'm definitely yeah. going to be checking that out more. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Kinema in the Woods as well before we started recording. Are you a fan of that? Do you go there quite big, a bit? I, I used to, I haven't been for a while. I used to. I almost used to go there just out of the pure ambition to see the guy in the organ. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. You're high. It must have seen him before. No, he's oh, never come out. It's amazing. What did we go and see recently? We went to see, um, I say recently, we went to watch the, um, what's that other film? I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, uh, Mamma Mia, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not seen it myself. All oh, right. But... Well, you must. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, he came out, he comes out the floor, people that haven't been before, he comes out the floor playing the organ and he was doing Abba tunes on oh, the organ. Oh, no way. <laughs> I bet he loved it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great spot. So you're a bit of a movie, movie enthusiast then if you go and check it out. There. I definitely can yeah. be, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a nice way to be engaged and entertained and yeah. you just, you know, you sit there and veg, essentially yeah. is what you do, yeah. don't you? There's another great uh, local podcast called Sorry You're In My Seat, which is all about uh, films, so if you're interested in that, other listeners as well should check that out, it's a good a good podcast. Sounds good, I'll have to get that yeah. off you after, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, so, alright, how about, um, like, favourite restaurants and things like that, or like, um, or bars, or, you know, other things in the city that you all sort of go-to things you like to do? Um, so, absolutely love tapas. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and ole ole. Mm-hmm. I was. I'm gonna sound like one of those people that are like I was the first. But <laughs> I, I was a bit. Um, ole ole used to have that restaurant. Yeah, where it was on the Gate. Yeah, it's yeah. like a converted house. Yeah, loved it then, and then now to see that flourish into the big restaurant that it is. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous restaurant, even just to, you know how it's set out. But the food is just next level. Mm, and it's really nice. Now I, I love it in there. Yeah. Also love it. I went to. An, an Italian on West Parade actually the other night oh is it um, because it's got a tea Trattoria uh, di Vicenza yes it? Yeah, so, wow yeah. that that is a new favourite <laughs> yeah it's great I'm, absolutely brilliant um, I'm not normally I would never normally think to go to an Italian restaurant and mm. that's never really been on my agenda yeah. with menus or anything like that but that is now it's on the great radar. it's a bit more authentic I think like one of the things for me I'm not a huge fan of like the chain Italians in Lincoln necessarily but like the independent so Lavatega over the way that's like an Italian deli yeah. which is really good and, and Trattoria di Vicenza is great food but it's a bit more sort of authentic Italian you know, which is really yeah. good yeah it is and yeah. the chef comes out and talks to you and you can have a bit of a joke with him yeah. and that, I love that bit of like personable kind of experience with mm-hmm. it um, and on that note, actually, uh, the the restaurant uh, that's near the Stag's Head is I always pronounce it. I always say, is it Amons or Emons? Oh, it's Amons. Yeah. It's Amons. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always say yeah, Emons, yeah. Right, but um, that's next level kind I of. I've been there, yeah, because he, he had um, he was work, he was at the Bronze Pig when I say working at co owner yes. of the Bronze Pig. Mm. Um, but I've not been to his new restaurant yet. So I'll check that out. I definitely check that out. Um, it's it's like a premium premium restaurant. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, you do get what you pay for. It's yeah. it is good quality, and I, that was a new experience for me again. Yeah. I went there, and my mind and taste buds were blown. Yeah, um, I just thought this is actually what food's meant to taste like, uh-huh. and uh, that's why um, I far more interested now in actually putting that bit more into yeah. actually the experience of going out and, and enjoying better food. Brilliant. And yeah finding out, like, say, about these different places in Lincoln. Yeah, have you been to Brown's Pie Shop? Yeah, I had Danny Gill on the last episode, the chef uh, proprietor of uh, Brown's Pie Shop. I no. spot on there. I yeah, check that out. I've, uh, I've heard that. That's yeah. supposed to be really good. Awesome. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, right, so let's uh, let's start to bring it to a close there, Ryan. Let's to just like uh, sort of wrap things up a little bit. People want to get involved with Clean Link and everywhere and now. They can either uh, become part of the group and sort of support you in that way. They can organise a community that's a pick, or they could potentially. We need more people to host this equipment, don't we? So, Absolutely. what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and find out how they can get involved? So we have email. Um, Facebook, that's yeah. that's the that's the main uh, point of contact normally. Yeah, and uh, we are building a website. Yeah, it's, okay. it is being built, so that's definitely going to be a, a futuristic way to get to get in contact. But uh-huh. uh, we have a Twitter page as well. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, am I am I best off saying the names now? Or? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, it's at Clean Now. Yeah. Um, Facebook, it's Clean Link Everywhere and Now, which we have the Facebook page and the group. And uh, the email is inquiries at ukcleanups.org. Uh, yeah. So either one of those or yeah. telephone as well. That's that can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll uh, I'll link the pages in the show notes and stuff so people Brilliant. can find out. Thank you very much. And put it all on social media for you too. Uh, I might also share because your TEDx talks available on YouTube now, isn't it as well? It is. So uh, I might I'll I'll put the link out for that. People can check out a bit more, awesome. learn a bit more about the project that way as well. That's brilliant. Thank really you so cool. much. Uh, yeah. So thanks very much for doing this, Ryan. I really appreciate it, mate. Honestly, thank you. Um, and just before we go again, a big thank you to City X Visit Lincoln, Stokes Tea and Coffee, and the White Hart Hotel for supporting the show as always. Uh, and do check out the Facebook events for Man Cave Monday, the men's mental health project that I run alongside Nathan Arnold and Toby, the owner of Aikido. Uh, and tune in next week. Thanks very much. Cheers again, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you very much.